Had a couple great guests on the program. Shane Tobin is the development officer from the Esperance Shire. There's heaps of great events coming up and also a wonderful opportunity for local musicians in town for a paid regular gig. Also, Peter Rundle, the State Nationals member for Roe, he is travelling around the region talking to struggling farmers who are going through drought. Uh, and then a few funny things. Who's funnier is not too far away, uh, amongst other things. I got distracted. I got distracted later. You'll hear that. And also, bouquets, more like dog K's. You'll hear that with a celebrant later. Bye. Across Esperance. Sean for breakfast. Short for breakfast, Desmond's is 7.47 Triple M, and the summer of cricket is here. It started, we had those funny 2020 games, but this is the real stuff, the Red Bull stuff. We've also got a whole bunch of other sport happening this week, and to talk to me about our Tim Paris on the line. Timmy boy, how are you? I'm well, thank you, Sean. Good to be joining you. Good morning. Good start from the Aussies yesterday. I mean, it was looking a bit tumultuous at the start when uh, Pakistan put on zero for 75, but we ended up doing okay. Yeah, the openers were really able to dig in early. The first session was wicketless for Australia, but whatever they had for lunch, it was uh, very successful, sure. (laughs) Well, unsuccessful for the Pakistan batsmen. Maybe they overate and they're a bit sluggish because it went very quickly from 0 to 75 to 5 for 94, a serious collapse, and then it was 6 for about 140. So Australia well and truly on top. Um, The Pakistani openers, they just looked confident with their shot decisions. They ducked under balls when they were bounce at them and they hit runs when they need to. They were patient. But then Mitchell Stark and Paddy Cummins got to work. Yes, Mitchell Stark, 4 for 52. Paddy Cummins, 3 for 60. And Hazelwood as well, 2 for 46. Three wonderful medium-fast bowlers doing their thing, Sean. And spare a thought for the 16-year-old debutante from Pakistan. His first ball that he had to face in Test cricket was a hat-trick a ball. This spark skittled Sean two blokes, and then in comes this young fella. Oh, that would have been some nervous stuff, wasn't it, Tim? I would imagine so, but I did see he hit a boundary as well, so that's something to celebrate. Absolutely. And I think we are talking a bit off air. Although the pace bowlers got all the wickets this innings, I think the spinners are going to come into play in the next couple of days. Absolutely. I thought uh, Labashane, especially off a good length, some of those uh, balls that he was able to, you know, spin and bounce away from the right-handers, very impressive for a part-time leg spinner. So Nathan Lyon will be looking at that and saying, well, come three, come four, those days, he is going to be really making the ball talk. But I'm concerned for Yassir Shah, the uh, Pakistani spinner. He is world-class. I don't want to. I don't want to. Wouldn't want to see him turning it a mile and bouncing it as well later on in the Test match. Absolutely, and then they've got, as we said, the 16-year-old debutant as well. He's been well talked about for his pace bowling. Be interesting to see how they go. We've got Joe Burns and David Warner both under a bit of pressure. They'll open the batting this morning. Uh, that starts at about eight o'clock. But there's heaps more sport to talk about, which we'll do right now. Uh, Perth uh, Glory are taking on Sydney FC later on this weekend. Yes, tomorrow night, I believe, and a tough game here for the Glory because Sydney FC yet to lose a game. However, they are at home, the Glory, so that is one advantage for them. Come on, Tony Popovich. I mean, he's got a watertight defence, so hopefully we can can shore up and hopefully we can not let the Sydney FC in. Um, Economides will be back, of course, Diego Castro. We've got some serious strike power, so hopefully we can get up against him. 
Oh, we're certainly hoping so. They're due for a win, the Perth Glory, and tomorrow night's a good place to start. What about the Wildcats? Uh, they've had a sort of mixed results this year. I mean, they had a good win uh, last fixture, but we lost one of our stars. Yes, thankfully the injury not as bad as it could have been, though, Sean. Tariko White expected to miss tomorrow night. In fact, he will miss tomorrow night against Cairns, but they're hopeful that it will only be the one game that he misses. Bryce Cotton was amazing last weekend. Let's hope they can get up against Cairns Taipans. This is a tough fixture because that um, the snake pit, whatever they call it, that's, that's tough. Always tough to win away from home, mm. and especially when you've got you know Nate Jawai and some of their imports, Cam Oliver and co. They're playing very well, the Cairns Taipans, so the Wildcats will need to do the best they can. We've got Kay, we've got Bryce Cotton, of course. We've got all the the stalwarts, Jesse Wagstaff, Damian Martin. Let's hope we can get up and have a win. It's been such a tight uh, NBL season. It's been great to watch. Uh, and I'm going to watch it this weekend, and I hope you get some time to watch it as well, Tim. You have a good one. Yeah, you too, Sean. All the best, everybody. Thank you. Across Esperance, Sean for breakfast. Got my old mate from the Esperance Express in studio. His name is Jake Deach. We've got two topics to cover today. We're going to talk about dog grooming. There's a lady in Castletown that's been grooming dogs without shy approval. That's to go to an ordinary council meeting. We'll cover that in a little bit. First of all, Jake, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm terrific. A lot of stories kicking around this week. Obviously, the tanker jetty I have done to death, so we'll avoid that today, although that is very topical. You see that in the front page of the Espens Express today. Let's talk about Shalom House. Uh, from what I know, it was coming to Esperance and then it was delayed because of funding and because of restrictions with the Shire. What's the latest on this, this facility? Yeah, so that's right. So essentially the the founder of Shalom House has said it is in the community's hands, uh, but fundraising is already underway to reach a $150,000 goal with the hopes to open the facility by May. So that's interesting. Um, when you say fundraising, is this online fundraising, like a GoFundMe sort of account, or is he using looking for private uh, no, donations? No, so far it's been uh, more individuals. So you've had uh, one lady who describes herself as a recovered or reformed a- addict has been selling mangoes. So just, uh, you know, her little initiative. Mangoes. Mangoes, yes. Um, you've also had some farmers put away a certain percentage of their crop to fundraise for this. So Mr. Lyndon James has said he welcomed any community fundraisers or any tradespeople to offer their skills. Interesting, because I think when the news came that they were looking to upgrade the facility that they've been donated because it needed to change their premises so they could accommodate more than just a couple people, a lot of people said to me, start a GoFundMe, start a GoFundMe, but... I don't think anyone did, so it might be an idea out there in Radio World to do. And starting in May, because this Shalom House would provide so much, so much opportunity for people that are that are struggling through drug addiction. Yes, that's right. And so the founder has met this week with Shire representatives to see what the scope of the works needed will be and um, and to, to gain their support. He says that the Shire has been very supportive so far, and so he's hoping that uh, with the community support that this will get off the ground. Let's turn the feel good back on. Feels good. Sean for breakfast. Esperance is 7.47. Uh, that's right. So Castletown lo- woman uh, Louise Powell's property w- was investigated and it was found she was operating the business without approval. Miss mm. Powell ha- is an award-winning dog groomer and a single mother and she's she's pleaded with council to allow her to continue. She says it's her, her only source of income for her family. 
So they obviously would have spoken about this at the agenda briefing. You said that she pleaded to the councillors. What was their general reaction? I'm pretty sure I read in the article that there were a few objections from neighbours to her business, dogs barking and things like that. But how did the councillors, what was their reaction? Could you gauge it? Uh, they were more just asking some questions and they seemed um, supportive of going to the house to have a look. Miss Powell did invite them too. So they, they did ask questions about you know why she hadn't had the approval before. She said mm. that was a misconception. But uh, Miss Powell did um, promise that she'd further soundproof her home. She even brought a builder to the council meeting along with her. She's insisted that there is not excessive barking, that, you know, th- this this business has not caused, you know, parking on the streets and, mm. and that it is a relatively small operation. Well, two objections. I mean, that's not many in the scheme of things. Uh, two uh, objections and then one a complaint after right, that. Right. So hopefully, I mean, it sounds like she's taking it very seriously, bringing the builder in, which is really, really good. And I think the public sentiment is sort of let her do it because it is just a small business, someone trying to you know get a crust and everyone loves dogs and everyone wants their dogs groomed, right? I, I can't say what the overall public sentiment is, but I can say that there was a lot of um, support on our on our Facebook page when we put the story online. And what about the misconception? What was that? Did she go into detail? Uh, she didn't clarify that at the council meeting, no. Yeah, okay, I feel like it, yeah. All right. All right, personally, I'd love to see the business go ahead, but I also respect that before you start a business, you do need to go to the Shire and seek approval, especially when it's something to do with animals in a residential area because mm-hmm. there's stuff like... You know, you can do businesses out of home, but, you know, sometimes it's whether it's a commercial property. You know, there's stuff into it that I, I'm not sure about. Looking forward to seeing how this all works, how this all works out. And the ordinary council meeting coming up this Tuesday, Jake, that's going to be big. Yes. You're looking forward to it. What are you What are you thinking is going to happen with this tanker jetty at the end of the day? <sighs> Look, well... We'll certainly cover that, um, you know, bring that news to the people of Esperance as soon as we can. It will be an interesting debate. Yeah, I think so. I think so as well. And I'd love to speculate, but we'll leave that for private conversations <laughs> as opposed to airing our dirty laundry on the radio. Jake Deach is one of the journalists of the Esperance Express. He's joined me this morning. Thank you so much, mate. Thank Short you. for Breakfast Catch-Up on Triple M. Bye-bye. Have a good time. Listen to Short for Breakfast wherever you are. Download the Triple M app now.